Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Pantheon podcast, the show where we talk about Smite, esports, and everything related to it. My name is Dark Eye Free, your host of the Pantheon podcast, and with me, as per usual, you sh- I'm sure you want to earn by now, the one, the only, Alpha Jackal. How you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. Uh, got some good things to talk about today. The new patch coming in on Tuesday, patch 4.3, the Valley of Victory. Um, as well as our week three SPL predictions and finishing it off with some drama. We always have drama. It's, it's not, smite. It's not a smite week without drama. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to have drama. All right, man. So let's get straight into it. Straight into patch 4.3. We've got a few things. We've got a few new god skins. Uh, there's no new god this week, so you don't have to worry about learning a new god. But we do have some pretty nice uh, skins, and we also have a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yep. Yeah, we uh, do. That's good. That's going to be the final boss Thanatos skin. Yeah. Um, looks cool. It looks fantastic, but why do you tell us why this is going to be a lawsuit? Right. Square Enix do not like people using their stuff. And this is so obviously Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, except he's got two wings instead of one. So whether that's different enough... And he's using a scythe instead of a katana. So I'm guessing it's probably different enough for it to not get a lawsuit on it. But I wouldn't hold your breath because Square Enix are dicks. Yeah, that's before sensible. people out there go, oh, but they're releasing it, so that means it's gone through all this clearance. Remember, they released uh, Spec Ops Bastet they as uh, Catwoman and it got taken out. Didn't they literally call it Catwoman Bastet? I, I think they call it Cat Burglar or something. Okay, but it was very obviously Catwoman. Yeah. And uh, they had to remove that, and we ended up with what became Spec Ops Bastet. So it's not; the f- it wouldn't be the first time it's happened. But I'm hoping they don't because it is a really nice skin. Yeah, of course. Uh, to, to carry on, you do have to rave. Get your glow sticks ready because we've got Heaven's Rave Zeus. It's finally here. It's one of the most requested community skins out there, along with uh, Chef Falcon. Um, I know Pizza Delivery Ship Alonke is also up there as a highly requested uh, skin. Mm. But they've finally done this one, and it it's absolutely fantastic. It looks so good. I, Have I'm you one... actually played with it? Huh? Have you actually played with it? it no, I haven't been on PTS yet. Oh. Is it like it's... The effects that they've done on this in both the sound and visuals... It's unreal. Isn't his two a little bit too loud? A tiny bit, but the fact that it actually has a beat to it is absolutely amazing. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, just watching it on the patch notes where they had the equalizer effect and everything. Yeah. Just looks so cool. As well, his alt. Yeah. With the whole rave. Um, st- what's it called? It's like the scaffold. It's a lighting stuff, rig. It? Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. I'm looking forward yeah. to playing with a skin. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. And of course, we have the Valley of Victory, and in there is Nike, and she's going to be looking fetching in her brand new skin, Conqueror Nike. Um, it does. It's not a tier two skin; it's a tier three skin. But you would be, um, you would be thinking of thinking that it was a tier two. Uh, it's quite good. It gives her a bit of extra armor. It gives her a bit of a uh, new hair as well. And her, she's got some wing armor as well now. That looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks, the skin looks really cool. It's a it's a very good skin, but it doesn't really add so much that's different, like no. some other skins which you've seen. Mind you, it's the sort of thing you'd expect. To, she, you think she would wear something like that if she's going out yeah. to conquer someone. Yeah. So, she's like, got that. Really like, cool. I, I just imagine Tormentula Arachne for this. Ah, yeah, I know what you mean with Torment. Wasn't 
Is Tormentula just a recolor? That... Uh, no, Tormentula Arachne was the one that was in the uh, last Odyssey. Oh, that, well, yeah, Every... I know what it is. Yeah, but it is basically yeah. just a recolor, isn't it? With a slightly different haircut, hairstyle. And it's got its own custom voice pack. Okay, so... So, Cockroach Knight's going to be pretty much the same deal. Yeah. Um, but following on from that, for the Conquer Knight, we do have the value of victory, as AJ said. And with that, two skins are going to be available there. I think you only get to choose one, though, don't you? Which is the awkward part. However, we have Swashbuckler Susano. You know, just looking like the pirate that... Uh, adding to the pirate skins that we've already got in the game. And it's also going to have Guan Unicorn. And I know which one I'm choosing. I'm choosing Swashbuckler Susano. How dare you? No, I'm choosing it just because how can they bring out Guan Unicorn before Huan Yu? Come on. We've been wanting Huan Yu for ages. Him wearing a sombrero, riding a burrow, you know? If he, if, he ride, if he rides a bull on that skin, I'll go for it. What, rides a bull instead of a burrow? Like an actual bull with horns. Oh, an actual bull. Okay. We can, we can go with that. Okay. I, I'll, I'll meet you halfway at that. As long as he's wearing a sombrero, I'm yes. happy. Yeah, he's got to wear a okay. sombrero. Okay, done. Yeah, there you go. There we go. We've decided on how Guan Yu is going to be done. Hire us, hire us. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Guan Unicorn Guan Yu. Um, I, <laughs> I, was, I was just lying on the floor laughing when they showed this again. <laughs> does it poop rainbows? The horse does, yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, uh, he actually says when he holds, look at my horse, my horse is amazing. Oh no, we're using ancient memes. Yeah. Well, they brought out Doge Scarby. Yeah, but so this what... was before Doge. How far are we going to go back? Can, can we go back to the beginning? At some point, we're going to have the armor firing Malazor come in. No, it. we're going to go even further back to the even very further. first use of the meme, oh, which no. was from Jurassic Park with the screensaver. Nah, ah, uh, ah, uh, didn't say the magic word. Oh, no, nah, uh, uh, we don't want to uh, go didn't that say the magic far. Word. Let's not go that far back. There has to be a limit on how old memes can be. Well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. The new Guan Yu skin is pretty cool, but Susano with the uh, the map on his chest and the the uh, the whole looking like um, what's his face from Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. As long as they've got a Jack Sparrow style voice back with him, I reckon that'd be good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Where where I'm gone. But yeah, so those are the skins. Uh, so we so we have five skins: Heaven's Wave Zeus, Thunderboss, Thanatos, Conqueror, Nike, Swash, Buckler, Susano, and Guan Unicorn Guan Yu. Uh, we do have a couple other changes. We have uh, Zeus Mastery skins and Guan Yu Mastery skins. Just going into the um, the, the standard standardized scheme now with actual skin and stuff going through. So yeah. we won't just have a gold block, which will be Zeus. Um, and Guan Yu's card art actually looks—he just looks mean in that card art. His, his eyes looks like he wants to ha give you forgiveness, but the rest of his body goes, I will kill you immediately. <laughs> and Zeus is just ready to rave. As, as we all know, he's ready to rave. Yeah. Um, yeah, there will be um, some new emotes as well. We have a Terra Dance emote, but there will also be a, a custom emote for Heaven's Rave Zeus, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, he does have one of those special effect emotes, like um, the Kumbakana... Um... I can't remember the skin name, but there's it's the, the what's Warlord's Kumbakana skin and the There's a um, the World Geb where he turns the world into Geb. the Earth. And yeah. the the Medusa Medusa skin also has one of these. But it's not Medusa. I still can't get over that. It's Sea Maiden Medusa. Like Medusa. 
Yeah, Jaime that... just miss out on so many chances to make puns. See, this is why this is why Juan Yu will never come out because we don't know puns. But we've exactly. got a Guan Unicorn, which they didn't call Guan Unicorn. Seriously, Jaime? Seriously, you're just, you're just throwing these things out there and not not caring about the the possibility of some amazing pans, pans, puns. You know, well, I don't know where you're going with pans. I don't know why I got pans from, but I, I honestly don't know. And I can't transition that into the Valley of Victory, which is <laughs> going to be the first adventure. Bang your pots um, and pans together as your war, as your war drums. No. I, I was going to, I was going to go onto this different tangent about metal and like uh, well, you, battlefield you instead, could, but Knights Valley of Victory is going to be the first <laughs> adventure. Um, it's a brand new sort of uh, queue. Uh, it's going to be available for a limited time, uh, four weeks in fact, and then they're going to have a two-week break and then bring out the next one. Okay. Uh, the first one is going to be Capture the Flag. So if you ever plan fancy playing Capture the Flag and Smite, now you can. Uh, there is are a couple stipulations though. Um, one, you can't heal in a fountain at all. Uh, two, you get full build instantly, pretty much. Three, you aren't allowed to buy relics, and four. You can only use five gods. Yeah, the five gods that you have available for you in this are Hercules, Emir, Anubis, Artemis, and the dirtiest god of all, Loki. I hate Loki. Um, yeah. I mean, but but it's quite a good mix there. It's quite a good mix, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of wondering if another god other than Anubis probably would have been good. But you know that someone's going to... Whoever's going to be coming into your into your base to, catch, to get your flag is either going to be the Hercules or the Loki. It's one of those two. Well, I see it being the Ymir or the Hercules because they can actually be tanky and sustain themselves mm. through getting the flag. Whilst if you're Loki, you go in there and Viz, okay, but the second you pick up the flag, you're revealed and then boom, you're oh, killed. Can you, can you not go in Viz with Loki when you've got a flag? Uh, no, once you, pick up, once you pick up the flag, you lose all your abilities and you get two flag abilities. The first oh. one is like a short dash forward, almost, almost a teleport-like dash, and the second one you throw the flag. But you can't pick up the flag if you throw in it for about five seconds. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so don't go as Loki because you will die. You were so squishy. Loki yeah. without his invis is just bleh. He's not. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna. Play, you're not gonna use Loki for that in that case. But Hercules no. and Amir, pretty good. And then you've got the Anubis and Artemis. Just Artemis is just great at selling up a trap at the base. Yeah, you just put your three traps down on your own flag, and then there's nothing they can do. No, because we can't even use a relic to escape. The thing is. You'd have to probably get Magi's Blessing in this game mode if you want to capture the flag. Can you get... Are you... Okay, I'm assuming... Because if they've blocked relics and stuff like that, surely they'd block certain items from being used? I haven't played the game mode yet, uh, mm. but there's a potential for it, so I can mm. see them doing so. Okay, uh, well, there you go. Actually, Gem of Iso may be quite good against... Uh, not Gem of Iso. Yeah. Uh, Gem of Iso on the Anubis, but you've also got Winged Wand for everyone else. Step on the Anubis ability and just run out really fast. Yeah, uh, you do move slower when you are carrying the flag, by the way. Does movement speed affect it, though? So say uh, you went and built Heartseeker, Stonecutting Sword, and stuff like that. Like, if you built really speedy items, would your being slower from holding the flag slow by a percentage of your speed or slow down to a base speed? I think it slows it down to a set value. Okay, so building speed won't really help then in that case. Yeah. Okay. That, that's my thought. Yeah. If we're, if we're wrong, please do let us know because 
Oh, yeah. This can have some very interesting interactions if you can build stuff like that and mm. go faster than the other person carrying the flag. So, yeah. Bear that in mind. Um, there are some uh, things coming out with that. We have said the two skins are coming out with the Valley of Victory uh, Swashbuckler, Susano, and the Guana Unicorn. Um, but with those, being able to get those, you have to actually open a golden door. Um, um, yeah, you do. Yeah. So to get to get access to the golden door, you need a golden key. And to get access to the golden key, you need to purchase the victory bundle. Whether you'll be able to unlock them in a certain way, we're not sure. But you can get them in the victory bundle, which consists of 15 team worship boosters, if you've already used all of yours up. Music theme, banner plant, global emote, conquer Nike... So that's how you get your Nike skin and the one gold key. And if I remember correctly, there's also a global emote that you can get from these adventures, which will start to build up to more effect as you complete certain tasks in the adventures. So with the with the banner plant global emote, um, you can it'll have this base effect, but as you complete certain tasks during the game mode, it can get more and more flamboyant. Ooh. Are we going to have, like, you know that shot from um, the World War II fl- flag plant? Oh. There are those guys at the top of that. Yeah. Top of that I... hill mm. with the flag down, all of them pushing it. I don't think we up. will. No? No. Oh, okay. It'd be so cool to see something like that. It would be cool, but I honestly don't think they'll implement, implement uh-huh. that. That's a shame. It'd be cool, though. It would be. It would be. But yes, uh... that is, that is the, the Valley of Victory. Nike's Valley of Victory. Yeah. If you, if you want to call it that, but... That's the new game mode coming into uh, Smite in this next patch, and it'll be lasting for four weeks, i.e. 4.3 and 4.4. 4.5, it will be taken out, and then 4.6, a new one will come out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. Oh, could we see the return of domination? Please. Ah, oh, please, high-res. High-res, do this. I do, know what, I do know what one of them is going to be. Oh, yeah? Do you want to... Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you after the podcast oh, goes. You're not going to start a rumor on the show. No. Okay. There you go. AJ, not allowed to start rumors on the show. Exactly. Yeah. We only we only report truths here, which is why I'm going to be telling you in confidence what it could potentially be. What it could potentially be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that is the new new game mode. Uh, AJ, not telling us what the next one's going to be. Uh, we do have some new god achievements for Kuzembo, uh, the newest god in the game. If you have played him. He is pretty damn fun. I like him. AJ doesn't think he's that viable. Uh, I think he's fucking amazing. But uh, he has got two new achievements. Uh, the triple treble as Kuzembo and knock up an enemy god three times in a single use of your watery gave ability. Um, this may become a bit more difficult uh, with this patch. Uh, we'll discuss that when we get to the god changes. And the other achievement is shell reflect. As Kuzembo, reflect back 280 damage in a single use of your spiked shell ability. So stand in a Poseidon Whirlpool, press 2. There you go. Yeah, pretty much. Simple, basic god achievements to earn there for Kuzumbo. You can probably get both play... of those in one game. Yeah, if you play him aggressively enough, you'll get those easily. Yeah. So. Uh, miscellaneous, and this one is very, very good for the game in my eyes. I like the... I'm so glad this is going... It's a shame. Actually, no. It is. No, it's not a shame. It's, it's good, because they changed Crusher to stop being such a bullshit item, and they've now made it so that you can't bullshit to victory. You know? Hmm. Yeah, if you're Bastet, screw you. So, so, yeah. What's happened now is in 4.3, Tower's backdoor protections are no longer removed by god pets. Yes. 
So if you're newer, faster, Vulcan, Bakasura, you will not be able to remove those backdoor protections anymore. No. Nope. Uh, Kuzumbo won't be able to do it either. Uh, no. No, he won't. Arachne, uh, I don't know. Arachne's a weird one. Arachne's are a weird one. But, like, she didn't use it as... Like it's she, like wouldn't, a... she wouldn't be able to split push because of those minions. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah. She wasn't split pushing because of those. But whilst gods like Nuwar, Bastet, Bakasura um, were able to split push because of the fact that they had pets in their kit yeah. that they could deploy at a given time and place. Yeah, I mean, I think removing the backdoor protections is only a good thing. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating because you're all there's four versus five on one side of the map. And then you've got a Bastet on the enemy team who presses four and takes a tower before you can even react. Yeah. So I think removing those backdoor protections, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to make it a little bit more tactical. The downside is with that, it may make things a bit more snowball than they already are. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have to fight. And if yeah. you're really far behind, you're not going to want to fight even under your own tower because you've already been stomped into the ground and they won't care at that point. Yeah. So, but uh, with this, we are going to be changing a few of the gods. So we're going to buff them and keep an eye on them as they're needed. We will get onto that in a moment when we get to the god changes. But for now, we have some item changes. They're not really that big in the grand scheme, apart from well, I, I say that the starter items are a bit of a change, and they're good changes in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but all of the aura items essentially now have had their stuff changed to say now it only applies to gods. But this doesn't apply to Mystical Mail or Emperor's Armor. It's... Oh, yeah, because the whole point of Mystical Mail was to give you extra lane pressure and extra damage onto the enemy god. Yeah. And Emperor's Armor, the whole point of it is it affects towers. Yeah, so those two items not going to be affected, but this will affect uh, Heartward Amulet, Pestilence, Pythagorum's Peace, Sovereignty, Voidstone, Void Shield, Wardstone, and that is that. I was about to say Hand for Gods, but that isn't affected by an aura. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, that's one. That's the next thing that's going to get changed. It's yep. just a, uh, it's just a tooltip update to, uh, say that like there's no damage to jungle bosses. Or it, it said it's it wrong did, rid of it. Yeah, it said it's it didn't do set. damage to jungle bosses. Now it clearly doesn't say that it doesn't. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It now it, does it, damage. It says it does damage to jungle bosses. Yeah, now. it does damage to jungle bosses. There you go. That's what it is. Uh, it is. N- next up, we're going to see some changes to some rituals. Rituals, oh, rituals are frustrating, but they're not changing the ones which are the, the most frustrating. No, they are. Well, I don't know. The one that's most frustrating to me is that damn combat blink. Combat blink still needs to be changed. Yes, but these these are the two which were most commonly used hmm. at, at a competitive level and were the ones that were creating the most frustration and the most potential to. Take a game which teams shouldn't have been able to take. Yeah, it's, I believe we saw it in uh, the North American SPL. Uh, I can't remember which team it was, but one team was for five full rallying rituals. Yeah, and TB the enemy base and just backdoored on one. Yeah, I mean that is a frustrating thing. But the two uh, rituals that are being changed at this point in time are frenzied and rallying rituals. You know, you see them in almost every damn game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very potent at this current point in time, especially rallying ritual, as you said. Um, and they are addressing what they feel is the issue of Rallying Ritual, and I do like these changes. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be picked up as often now for those backdoor strats, but it can still be picked up, but you're go- it's going to take a bit more setup to get what you want to get going. 
So Frenzied Rituals change has had its duration change from uh, 10 seconds down to 5 seconds. The amount of damage that you were doing in those 10 seconds was obscene. Um, lowering that down to 5 seconds mitigates that fairly nicely. And then the Rallying Ritual changes. Rallying Ritual can no longer be used on someone that is already being teleported to. And Rallying Ritual can no longer be used on someone that is currently teleporting. So, no able to just mass drop ship. If you want to do that, you're going to have to pick up a Yanis. Yes, you are. Or put down a ward and hope your team has teleport. Yeah. Just start off the game with five teleports and doesn't look suspicious at all. <laughs> that is your strat. T totally not your strat. But yeah, those are the two changes. Um, I'm hoping we'll do some looking at the... What is Combat Blink called now? Uh, it's Flickering Ritual. Flickering Ritual. That is still frustrating to deal with. Um, so we're going to be... Hopefully we're going to be looking at that one in the near future. And the, the, the other ritual no one really uses, do they? No. I can't even remember. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's a revealing ritual. That's the one. So no one really uses that. I mean, that was the one that everybody was on board for. That was the one everybody was excited and happy to see. Yeah. Because, oh, wow, they've actually given a use to Scout. This was... It was suggested on the Reddit, like, six months before Season 4. Hmm. And it's just not been used at all. No. Because most most of the time when you get to the end game, everyone's grouped up as a five, and if you see one person on the enemy, you can basically say, oh, all four of them... All four of the other people are somewhere nearby as well. Yeah. So, do you reckon they're going to buff Revealing Ritual? Um, Do I something they, with it? I think they might give it a very tiny buff by increasing the radius of the ward vision it gives you. Mm. But outside of that, I don't think they can buff it without making it obnoxiously overpowered. That's the thing with some items, and some items in gods, isn't it? If you change yeah. them a little bit, it pushes them from underpowered to stupidly OP. Yeah. So. And, and this is what they're waiting to see with our Wash. Because he's mm. been receiving very, very, very minor buffs because of the fact he's so potent in game modes like Assault, in game modes mm. uh, like Siege, Joust. But in Conquest, he really struggles. I don't, I've been saying him a fair amount in, in Conquest recently. If that's ranked, it's because people just play stuff in ranked. They, well, they don't care yeah. what the matter is. Actually, speaking of ranked, I finally placed... Hey. I'm now plat four. Nice. We're five and five. Because the last game we played, we had a Guan who had no idea what he was doing in solo lane. He died like eight times in 13 minutes. Um, we had a Medusa who was like bad mouthing our support like crazy. And we had an <laughs> Odin support who was never in lane. <laughs> so. It was me in jungle as Thanatos having to deal with an Arachne three levels ahead of me because she was eating everyone alive. And we had Blur in mid lane on Poseidon just against the Scylla who was getting to late game really quickly because of the Arachne being so fat. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Actually ridiculous. Uh. But anyway, speaking of jungles, we've got Bumba's Mask as the next item change. Um, so a lot of people were having problems with Bumba's Mask and you were seeing mid laners pick it up as well, which kind of defies the point of Bumba's Mask for the junglers. Um, and it, it was really awkward for the junglers because they had to last hit everything, and no one has ever given them those last hits. So, hmm. to mitigate that, Bumba's Mask no longer requires the last hitting of jungle monsters to receive the passive benefit. So it's essentially old Bumba's Mask. Yeah, if you're... Well, technically, because the jungler is going to well, be the one that's closest to the buff most of the time. You hope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, 
There we go. Uh, good change to Bumbers. Mm. You're still going to see a picked up on midlaners, I'd say, Correct. but it's probably, no longer frustrating. We should probably see what the second change is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The second change. Um, so, you no longer have to be the one getting the last hit. You just have to be the one that is closest uh, to the buff when it dies mm -hmm. to get the bonus health, mana, and gold. Yeah. So, as long as your solo laner isn't right next to it, um, when you want to take the buff, you should be okay. Well, it's the person who's closest with Bumbers, so oh. if you're if you're if you're a mage that's thirty five units away and your uh... solo lane is helping you take the buff and he doesn't have Bumbers, you still get the benefit. Okay, that's cool. Okay, that's good. That's good. As long as no one in mid buys Bumbers, then we're fine. We're good. We're fine. Hmm. Okay, so that's that. Then we have Sands of Time. Actually, this, this is an interesting one considering how many t how often people build Sands of Time in mid lane. It I mean, is the I mean, best I'm, starter item right now. I'm trying to figure out why they've buffed it. I mean, what they're, what they're doing... We're going to go through these changes to Sand of Time, Sawstone, and Vamp Shard first, to, so I can give you like sort of my reasoning behind this. So, yeah. Sands of Time, the MP5 per stack, has been increased from 1.5 to 2. Uh, Soulstone now heals 40 mana when consuming 5 stacks, and Vamp Shroud has increased the mana restored from 5 to 8 per enemy killed. The idea about this is because, in the early game, mages need mana. They need mana regeneration, mm. and the only one that was giving enough of it was Sands of Time, which yep. is why we saw it being picked up a lot. And what they've done by changing Soulstone and Bamshroud is give it some mana regeneration abilities or increase them to put them more in line with Sands of Time. So they sometimes seem as an attractive option for other gods. Mm -hmm. But then the issue is they then buff Sands of Time to keep it as the mana regeneration item, which I've just stated, which is what Mages need in the early game, so obviously they're still going to pick up Sands of Time. Yeah, I, I, I'm, that's why I was trying to figure out why they're buffing it. If it's the most picked up item, surely you leave it like it is and buff the others. Hmm. But not increase it so that it's more potent. I mean, it gives you MP5 while the others give you flat mana restore. But I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what, what god you would ever bother not building Sands of Time on. Probably like this. Fam Shroud gives you eight per enemy killed, and in a wave there are six enemies, so you're getting forty eight mana there. Yep. Soulstone heals forty mana with consuming five stacks. Yep. Sands of time you get two MP five extra. Yeah. Which over the course of say thirty seconds, you'll get five MP you get uh six of the MP five, so that's twelve mana back per wave. Yeah. Extra. Okay. So right now, it doesn't give you the most mana back. Hmm. Okay. But what it does do is it means you don't have to use abilities to get that mana regeneration. Ah, right, I got you now. Yeah, if that makes sense. So Sands of Time is still something you would you would pick up anyway. It's a very strange item because it's sort of contradictory to itself. Mm. You want to stay low mana to get the most benefit out of it but at the same time it gives you more mana to then cast more abilities which you then have on a lower cooldown because of the 10% CDR yeah it... I mean I mean, Sands of Time is still really good yeah I mean I, I'm still tr I'm looking at the stats for the others now and Sands of Time for especially for a mid lane mage is just better you get 20 magical power you get 5 MP5, plus the mm -hmm. 2 MP5 per 10% of your missing mana, yeah. and 10% cooldown reduction. That's like everything you want as a mid laner. 
Exactly. You want to be able to put your, if you're Poseidon, you want to be able to put your whirlpool down more often and get more health, more mana regen back. As Scylla, mm-hmm. you want to be able to put your crush down more often and get more MP5 back. I think there's only a few gods where you wouldn't build Sands of Time, and I think one of them is Freya, where you probably, st- but you could build Soulstone again now. Hmm. But I'm not sure if you feel the same way about Freya picking up Soulstone, but you know what I mean. I mean, it's yeah. it's Soul. I think Soulstone's good for certain gods now that they get their mana back. But Sands of Time is just still better in every other situation. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's Sands, Sands of Time still good. Sands of Time yeah. still one of the best starter items in the game. Now, there's one more item change before we go into the god changes, and that item is Shield of Regrowth. You, you mean the god that's, the item that's built on almost every god with a self-heal. Yeah. <laughs> You've may have, you may have seen this item every now and then. It, it, it's okay, I guess. It's okay. It's only, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not that good on, I don't know, Chuck, Thanatos, Amaterasu, Amaterasu. Like, I actually did not realise that um, it worked on Amaterasu. It should do because it's a return of hate. It's a health heal. Yeah. Because um, uh, it, it apparently actually works just because of her one, her passive. Yeah. It's that's the crazy part. She has almost a permanent, <laughs> a permanent effect. Well, I say permanent. You know what I mean. But... So. It changes to Shield of Regrowth, um, it's movement speed, it's cooldown, and I think it also gives a slight bit of mana, are uh, staying the same, but its cost is going to go up to 2100, up from 2000, and it's got to have its health reduced by 100, all the way down to 200. Mm. Still going to be picked up, because of the oh, fact yeah. that it gives 10% CDR and 40% movement speed on its passive. Oh yeah, I mean, so, so, certain gods are, are still, like, like... Okay, let, let's, let's put it let's put it this way, right? I was playing Thanatos in jungle uh, a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. Now Thanatos is is like your if you hit your one and a lot of good Thanatoses can on almost every attack, you've got your movement speed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how fast you can make Thanatos go? Uh, you can. I know that at some points you can actually get them up to just shy of eight hundred. MS. You can get him up to 800, but in terms of, like, I built Heartseeker, and I built Stonecutting Sword on him, right? Mm. And then I had Shield of Regrowth, and I activated my two. I was running around at, like, 620 movement speed. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was actually ridiculous. I, I don't think there's any reason to not build Shield of Regrowth on Thanatos, especially. Like, you're mm. still going to pick it up. A little bit less health, a little bit more expensive. It's still a really good item. Yeah. So. Changes weren't exactly what was needed. No. They may look at actually changing the way it needs to be changed in a, in a couple of patches' time. Yeah. Remains to be seen. But we're moving on to god changes. And the first one is one I do not like already. <laughs> first one is for Bastets. And before we mention the fact that they have stopped pets removing backdoor protections, and you're going to see changes to Bastet and Nuar to compensate for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is not what Bastet needed. Uh, open wounds, i.e. a massive, that increase damage from 15% to 20%. It's not what she needed at all. She didn't need more damage. She does enough damage already. Yeah. Especially with the nerfs to sprint, that the, like the one true counter to Bastet. Yeah. She's 
she's in a her good place already in terms of the damage and ability to kill somebody else. Her cats are just obnoxious now, even with, with a new sprint. Like, the cats hit you, you go, sprint! And while you're still activating it, they hit you again and you're slowed. Exactly. Like, the cats are ridiculous with the stat. She does ah. tons of damage. She doesn't need the extra damage. She doesn't. If if anything, and Flurbit even uh, suggested this, and I think it was a fantastic idea, the changes should have been mana cost reductions. Yeah. She's quite Bastet, mana hungry, isn't she? Yeah. Bastet's quite a bit mana hungry. Mm. You do see a lot of... You do saw a lot of... used to see a lot of Bastet's. You do saw pushed. a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> Engli- English hard, okay? English hard, English hard. Yeah, sorry for my bet. Sorry for my bet, England. Uh, <laughs> so you you used to see a lot of assets who were going to split push build transcendence. Yeah, and it alleviated the mana concerns there. So reducing mana costs would have definitely been the change I would like to see, or just a shift in base stats a bit more positively. Hmm. It's an army. Oh, I thought you were going to carry on with that. Sorry, it sounds like you were. Just sound the way you ended the sentence sounds like you were going to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an army change. Um, it's they're trying to make her less of the dominating force yeah. that she currently is. Like in, ev- in almost every ranked game, you'll see is an army. You won't see as much in ranked at the moment. Uh, not ranked in um, SPR at the moment, which is interesting. But in general, she does so much damage to the minion wave. She can really clear it just using basics. So to mitigate that, they are lowering her base damage down from forty to thirty six. It's not not a bad change. Doesn't alleviate the concerns again. No, but it's it's a start. It's it's a start. It's a start. We say that a lot yeah. for high res, but then they never act upon it. No, they start it off and then just go, it's finished. So, but yes, they're lowering her base damage a little bit, trying to make it so it's a bit harder for her to clear wave. Um, mm-hmm. She can still clear wave really easily. Uh, so now we move on to Kuzumbo, the latest god in Smite. He's... Been performing okay. Mm. They're just shifting over a couple of things to make to try and better um, in terms of what he is defined as in his role as yeah. so like this backline disruptive guardian. I think he's he's. I think what they've done with this is he does seem like a bit more of a bruiser. He, I think he's meant to be the quintessential solo lane guardian. Yeah, that's what he looks like. And from just from this, he looks like what you'd expect in solo lane. Okay, so to go over the. Changes because there's one for each single one of his abilities, and there's a general thing as well. The general is just uh, Actually, fix his, the his fix nene pre- isn't changed. Oh, his nene isn't changed. Ooh. No. Huh. Mm-hmm. Nene Kappa okay. is still the same. I'm surprised it didn't give it something or just buff it because that mm. the Kappa itself isn't that great. I don't know, but some of the changes they're doing to him are going to be pretty good for him. Yeah. Okay. So general fixed progression on the stats page showing as undefined. You'll now see the progression as it was. Mm-hmm. Water Bowl is passive. Fix the description error to properly convey the damage mitigation this passive provides. It's meant to be for every two percent of his max HP he loses pre mitigation. He gains one percent of true damage mitigation uh, instead of I think it was the one percent HP gone for two percent mitigation yeah. that was showing on the stats. Yeah. Uh, shell spikes can now be activated while Kuzumbo is under the effects of CC. So if you're knocked up. Like Bacchus Belly Flop, you can then activate it before he intoxicates you. It's a great change. Watery Grave is ultimate. This is a big change. It is huge. Reduced duration from 2.8 seconds to 2.1 seconds. One less maximum knockup. Increase the first hit damage from 60 skin to 220. 
It is now 80 scaling to 280. Mm -hmm. An increased per tick damage, 30 to 110 scaling is now 40 to 140 scaling. So again, it's keeping that half of the first hit damage that it was before. The movement speed has been increased to 45%. And there's fixed condition where Kusumo could be knocked up during the warm-up for disability. I've been hit by that bug a few times. Yeah. You know, you're in a situation where you're like, oh no, I need to get out. Knocked up, uh, uh, I'm spinning, but nothing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, the movement speed buff is the one that I find the most interesting here. That is interesting. I mean, before, for 35%, it didn't, it wasn't quite able to get you into that position where you needed to be. Um, and now, because his ult duration is lower, uh, increasing his, his speed just tries to help him cover the sim a similar amount of distance. Yeah, I totally so, agree. Yeah, so I think lowering it from 2.8 to 2.1... Um, but increasing the speed for 35 to 45, he's still going to have the issue that he can't quite get... Like, if you're trying to engage with this, you're not quite getting where you want to go, but it is keeping about the same distance travelled. And he's doing... a Is he doing the same amount of damage in general? Uh, uh, pretty, pretty close. Much. Pretty close, yeah. It looks like he's actually doing about the same amount of damage he was before. So, if, if anything, it's, it's from lowering the amount of time you're knocked up. Because yeah. each time you, you get knocked up, you hit the ground, you get knocked up, you hit the ground, you get knocked up. Like The way it's done is so it doesn't have any uh, DR. Hmm. Um, and I think it was just getting annoying to get the timings from being knocked up and hitting the ground. So I think a change that I wanted to see, and this would have been amazing if they actually implemented it, is if you activate Watery Grave whilst your Nene Cap is out, it also does a Watery Grave. Ah... Uh... Squirtle, use Hydro Pump. Pretty much. Yeah, man. Or, or how's this? Before you go diving into your shell for your ult, you do a leap forward, like a small leap forward, so you can actually get into position to then knock people back towards your team. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like that idea. Would that make him too strong, though? No, because outside of his ult, he doesn't really do much. I don't know. He's pretty good at this pacing. Yeah, displacing a single target, but... Yeah. It... I mean, that's, in, in solo lane especially, that's really good. In solo lane, yeah. Um, but when it gets to the teamfight stage, mm. um, it does a... the shell spikes themselves don't really reflect enough damage to make him no. a threat to the ADC. I don't know. I think I want to see something more on shell spikes. I'm okay with everything else being kept as is, but I feel that shell spikes is the ability which needs something to make it feel m more useful, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Because as it stands, shell spikes don't. They do they do they reflect before negations, don't they? Uh. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but I'd like to see the shell spikes do something to help with mitigations. Because shell spikes means you can you can still get living crap kicked out of you while using it. You just give some of it back to them. So I just want to see something like I don't know something similar to mitigate wounds. Where you, get some, where you get some protections or something, some flat damage reduction, something like that, something which makes it more rewarding for you to use shell spikes and go in. Yeah. I, was, I was legitimately about to uh, say something like mitigate wounds mm. because it, Hercules would be a better option if you wanted to just tank damage. And... Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Kuzambo picked up for things, but I still think at the moment he feels. He'll be okay in solo lane. 
but there are still plenty of other options in solo lane that are superior to him. Yeah. Same with same with support. There are plenty of other options which are better than him as support. So I don't think we're going to be seeing him picked up very much. No. No. On to Nuwa. As I said before, she is going to be receiving some changes because of the fact that her minions no longer remove backdoor protections. Mm-hmm. Shining Metal is going to be getting the one change to the Nuwa this patch. Increase the magic power scaling from 50% to 65%. Decrease the minion explode magic power scaling from 30% to 25%. Overall a buff. Uh, but if you do hit all three minions explosions, you are just getting the exact same amount now. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, she's, she's still pretty good. She's like... She's good. It, she's good. It, it just means that you no longer have to have the minions to get the huge damage that you were doing before. Yeah. So it's just to make it so that you can't use the minions for as much as you... Well, the minions were just great at backdooring, but yeah. she's a mage. She didn't really get much use out of it. So, I don't know. I think, not... I think we're going to see her a bit more often. Possibly. I am I'm not looking forward to this next god's changes. Oh, no, the broken god. Yep. Yep. Osiris, uh, he is seeing some uh, love because Osiris used to be the, the lane bully, didn't he? Um, it was basically win lane, lose game. He is the quintessential definition for this. Um, so he's having a couple changes to make him that a little bit, I don't know, more robust. Um, mm-hmm. So his sickle strike is being upped in damage in general. Uh, it was 60 to 220 uh, with 30% new physical power. Uh, now it's 60 going to 240 with 40% new physical power. So he's going to be doing a bit more damage there. Um, and spirit, f- spirit fail. It says on there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Reds, <Yeah>. please. <laughs> spirit flail, not spirit fail. Uh, change damage from 80 to 280 with 50% of your physical power to 70 to 290. So there's a little bit of a nerf to his early game. No, it's not really a nerf to his early game when you hear this. Plus 75% of his physical power. Oh, God, he is scary. Uh, why did they buff his damage on his abilities? He didn't scale well from from building physical damage. Like no, that's that's because he that's because his job was to build tanky, then build Keens, then yeah. kill everybody because Keen size. Well, yeah, he's basic. He's a basic tank god. The thing yeah, is, the... he he's not. He wasn't getting picked up, was he? No, um, and but... that's because he kind of lost his role when a load of things changed. Um, but I don't think this is the way they should have done it. I don't know. I don't know. Changing his passive so he mitigates a tiny bit more damage is the way I would have gone. Okay. That makes sense. Because he is meant to be in your face, basically unkillable, but not really meant to be killing you himself. Yeah. Unless he gets kin size. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting we don't see him nowadays. Because you know how healing um, has been changed into like a combat? Yeah. Rather than out of combat? I, I would have expected Osiris to be picked up a little bit more just because his ultimate was pretty good at like just ju- oh we've put a heal down jump in no one's healing fight me but you don't see him you don't you don't no. see him with that anymore and I think they're trying to make it so that he's a more viable pick so they increase the amount of damage his sickle strike and spirit flail do but I don't know I, he's going to be scary to lane against. I think that much. Well, no, they haven't really increased his laning um, potential here with the Circle Strike and Spirit Flail changes. Mm. Because the base damage, it does 10 more uh, for his Spirit Flail at the max rank. 
Like that yeah. that's nothing. It's the physical power scaling, isn't it? But even it's then, scaling. But even then you're not building physical damage on him. Like you get power boots and that's gonna give you mm. well, it's gonna give you twenty five percent of extra of forty. Which means overall you're increasing it by if I can actually math. Uh well I can't in the morning. You can in the morning. Which is no. when we're recording this. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we're going to see him as much. See him. No. Like, o- like overall, Spirit Flail's going to be receiving 20 damage extra with just boots. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's, it's not really enough. Like, no. it would be nice. It'd be interesting to see Osiris come back in. And he yeah. will hurt with this. But you're not going to see him. If you've got Nike on the table, Hercules, like, Amaterasu, there are so many other gods which will do Sarah Laning better. And you just can't use Osiris as a support. He's one of the. The many warriors you cannot use in support well, so yeah, you're not. I don't think we're going to see him very much. No, no. Uh, we have a few more god changes to go through. Um, this next one, everyone's been calling out for it, and it is rather Tasker. Uh, finally, seeing some changes. Um, good changes overall. I feel mm. it puts him in a balanced spot now. Yeah. And uh, those changes are Acon of Yggdrasil, i.e., his passive replacement for boots. Increase the cost of Acorn of Swiftness from 500 to 700. Acorn of Yggdrasil remains at 1600, so it just comes a little bit harder to itemize into that tier 2 um, in the early game, but yeah. tier 3 still remains the exact same timing. Dart, decreased cooldown reduction for Flurry and Acorn Blast from 2 seconds to 1 second per god hit, and through the cost plus, reduce the landing radius from 25 to 20. Good changes all around. I like them. Because the Acorn of Yggdrasil, I. Being able to... You could get Bumba's um, Acorn of Swiftness and then you had still 500 gold to spend. Mm-hmm. Like, that was crazy. Um, although I still start off with Bumba's and Bluestone because Bumba's and Bluestone. Like, what the hell? Yeah. But, I mean, also removing... Lowering the stuff on Dart, it just lowers his mobility and that's his big problem. His, yeah. his big issue is he, he'll go in... Three, two, dot out. Like, Pretty it's much. crazy how mobile Radatasca is, and that's the reason why he's a top pick at the moment. Um, lowering that mobility and making Fruit of Cosmos not do as much in terms of radius is also a good change. I like him. Good changes all around. I still think we're going to see him. He's a really, he's still a really strong pickup. Uh, I just don't think we're going to see him as much as other. Or no, we're going to see him a lot, but we're going to see other junglers appear more often. Yeah, that's yeah. what the changes aim to do, and that's what they're going to do. Mm. Sol, uh, the next change. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Fatalis removed from her at the beginning of uh, Season 4, mm-hmm. and they've been keeping a close eye on Sol ever since. Mm. And now they decided the best way to change Sol was to increase damage and healing. Yeah. Uh, that That's all I can say. Yeah. It, so, it, it felt weird pressing free and not having a Fatalis effect, I'll be honest. Yeah. But. Take us through it, AJ. Okay, Radiance. Fixed an issue where this wasn't proccing on heal effects. Uh, so, stuff like Shield of Regrowth or. Um, People were any... building Shield of Regrowth on Soul. No, because they knew it didn't affect it, but now they can. Why would you? Just because that he can radiance and then just chase somebody down. Because forty percent extra movement speed. Forty percent extra point, movement speed. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Decrease the cooldown from fifteen seconds to thirteen seconds, so now you can chase people down even faster. But this is the big one here. 
Oh, no. Change the healing from 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% of missing health to 25% of missing health at all ranks. Ooh. <laughs> My god. Ooh. That's scary. She is going to be ridiculously hard to kill early game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see who wins in a Soul versus Freya fight in lane. Uh, still Freya. Oh, yeah. But I just want to see it. Just annoy the no, Freya. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No? It, it, it's literally just Freya going Pulse Radiate 1, 2, bam, you bomb. Okay. They're also changing Supernova, increasing the damage of successive hits from 20% to 30%, so that's more damage on a vault, essentially. Um, I like that change. I like it as well, but that Radiance change, man. Yeah, I want to see where that places are, but I don't mm. think it's going to be in a particularly great place right now. Yeah, like you said, I still don't think it competes with Freya. Um, although if you if you ban out Freya, she could be a decent pickup. But I I would say Kronos would be even better. Kronos, yeah, with the changes from the last uh, last patch, yeah, yeah, Kronos still. I, I like Kronos. He's a fun guy. Yeah. And you'll be seeing a lot more of him just because of this new skin. Oh god. Oh yeah. Sephiroth! Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. Thanatos. Huh? Oh, that was Thanatos, wasn't it? Why did I say Kronos? Because he has a Dark Lord Kronos skin. Oh, yeah. and he's got two wings. Because sort of, yeah. of the wings, because of the wings on the back of him, yeah. Like, ignore me. I'm not talking about Kronos. I'm talking about. Let's, let's just move on to Terra. Yeah, let's, let's carry on. Let's carry on. <laughs> okay, Monolith is going to be changed for Terra. Monolith now deals 70, skinning up to 200 plus 50 percent of your magical power immediately when broken by force of nature. Reduce the damage per tick. Uh, 15 to 35 is now going down to 10 to 18. Overall, Monolith now deals 20 more base damage in all ranks. Uh, fixed an issue where Monolith could be damaged by minions or jungle monsters. I did not know it could be attacked by minions and jungle monsters, I'll be honest. Uh, again, doesn't really change much about Terra. No. I haven't seen Terra in a in a game for a while. Which is a shame. We, we saw it in the SBL yesterday. Which match was that in? Uh, Valence v Cyclone. Ah, the match I missed. Yeah, I missed that one. I didn't get a chance to see that one. Oh, oh, oh! You, you, you missed the match. Didn't you? It was an awkward time. I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch them later today. After we've done with this, fine. I'll go watch it because I do want to uh, watch some of the matches because some of the matches yesterday were really good. The ones I did get uh, to see. So. It's fine. So, final change, and this is where I'm legitimately angry. Is Doth. <laughs> they didn't listen. They kind of Thoth. listened, but we didn't listen. Doth, 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 Doth. Everybody knows why he was considered an extremely strong character, and that's because the stun on Invade and Punish. What they've done is they've not gotten rid of it, instead they've limited it to be only stunning one god. Not good enough. That is it. That is the only change they've done to Thoth. They need to remove the stun. Everyone agrees. Just remove the stun. Because that stun is obnoxious. It's like... I don't... Do you remember Zeus? Yes. Do you remember when Zeus had a stun? Yep. Do you remember when they removed that stun because it was bullshit? Yep. Yeah. Foth is the new Zeus. They just refuse to admit that the stun is too much. There's a reason Zeus doesn't have a stun anymore, because it was too much. Foth does more damage than Zeus, and they've kept the stun. My, what? Question, my question is... 
Why is the ability called Evade and Punish if the punishment is death? It's not really... Yeah, it's just Evade and Death. It's Evade and Kill. Yeah. Or, you know what? Change the ability name to Evade and Eviscerate. Just call it... Just call it Eviscerate. You might, you might as just, well... Just call it Dash and Murder. Dash and Murder. <laughs> it, yeah, that, then, that is pretty much because it. Because then, yelling Damn is kind of accurate because you've just called out the acronym to the game, to the, to the ability. Okay, not gonna lie, I'm impressed with that one. Yeah, I I am impressed with your pun game for once. I, I know, right? I, I'm quite. I, I can. I'm very hit and miss with my puns, unlike Foe, who always hits that damn stun. But you know, I can do some of them. Okay, but the changes that there were multiple changes that they could have done if they wanted to keep the stun, limiting it to one, lowering lower the damage of the stun, lower the damage in general lower, for Foe. Lower the damage coming out from his one, or reduce mm. the speed of its firing, because it fires too quickly. Mm. Um, cooldown increases on evade and punish. There's just so much they can do, but they've done something wrong here, and they're not mm. going to admit that they did something wrong. Nah, nah. Duh. It's it's annoying, isn't it? Because in, in general, Foth is a good Foth is a really good god. Yeah, and I think even people who play him. Oh, like this is dirty. What I can do to people? Oh no, I I know that. I, in a thirty-five minute game of conquest, I did fifty-two thousand damage because I kept dashing it aggressively, stunning two people, and murdering their lives. That's Foth. I think Foth is one of the few gods that can consistently break forty k damage. Like, and the best part is, we have people on Twitter saying that this is now putting him into a balanced state. No, <laughs> Twitter. It's almost as bad as a Smite subreddit. Come on, no one, no, these guys no balance. But no, I'm, I'm. It's a step in the right direction, but it's a small step for a, into a canyon. Yeah, like, I don't. It's it's a it's a good start. Now carry on. Similar to other gods in this, it's mm. a good start. Now carry on. Come on, keep going. Go a just bit further. Out, you've just got out of the blocks. Finish the hundred meter dash before you start celebrating. Yeah, you just got out of it. You've done, you come on, finish it, high res. Yeah, those are the patches. Those are the, those are the patch changes. Some of them really good, like the Ratataska changes. Um, mm. Some of them a little bit questionable, like for step changes. Why give? And them some of them just downright stupid, like the third changes. I, I, I swear, it's like they don't know what they're doing with some gods. They don't know what to do. But I maybe the high, like I honestly think. The more we look at what's being changed and what's being put in, um, the more I come to realise that I'm pretty sure that people who worked on season on closed beta, open beta, season one, season two of Smite are no longer working there because we're seeing things that were removed from se- at the, right at the end of season two that are being put back in in this season. A god with high burst damage having a stun got removed ages ago and it's put back in um attack speed on a crit item which got removed ages ago is being put back in and i'm i'm not liking this because these are lessons we learned ages ago and they're still Mm. they're still trying to put them back in even though they admitted a couple years back that this doesn't these things don't work Mm. so so i don't know how long ajax has worked there for a start uh, he's worked there for a couple of years now. He was mostly on, I think it was the design team, and then he moved on to um, the uh... ba- the balance team. Yeah. Hmm. 
I, I I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up if yeah. uh, I could if I can. But I don't, but I know he was there. I know he's been there for a lot longer than people think he's been. Okay, so he's been there a while. So yeah. I don't know. He's probably seen this stuff, and he probably he should know. I feel. But I don't know. Ajax is just a fun of it as well. We don't know everyone who works behind the scenes. Yeah, like and that's gonna, the, that's the it, thing in that. Like, don't witch hunt Ajax. No, or... no, no, no. I'm not. I mean, yeah. Some some like, of the, some of his suggestions are probably his. But some of them are, but but not they still all have of to these. go through the entire balance team. They do, yes, yeah. So don't so, like don't do what some people have done and start me- like messaging Ajax that he's personally ruining the game. He's doing what he thinks is right, and his team is what doing what they think is right, and they're merging all their stuff and coming up with what they think is right. So, but it's not one man; it's an entire team. It is like this podcast. It's me and AJ. Right, moving on to the week three <laughs> SPL predictions. Uh, similar to last week, we'll have those out on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. uh, later on. Instead of last week where we had two matches we were undecided on, we have four this week. Uh, we're only going to go over two of them like last mm-hmm. time. Uh, the two we're going to go over that we disagree on are Flashpoint versus Noble and Saw versus Enemy. Mm-hmm. First up, Flashpoint versus Noble. I see this one going Noble's way and you see this one going as a split. I see it going as a split. I'm not gonna lie. It does seem like these two are probably gonna finish at the bottom of the and North American SPL. Mm. But I believe that MLC Stealth is the standout player on both of these teams. Oh yeah, MLC is. And and I personally believe that he by himself will be able to win both these games. Okay, that's that's understandable. I mean, MLC Stealth is a really good player. He's been around for a while. He's he's a very good um, mid player. In general, he's a nice guy too, so that's always good to see. But see, I don't. I, I like MIC stealth, and I like actually. I think Ultra Boost doing quite well in the jungle. Hmm. Um, but I personally like. I'm kind of torn. I think in mid lane, I'm 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 pretty sure I'm with you. I think MLC stealth is going to win because you've been seeing some less than stellar plays from Incon in mid. Hmm. Um, and I, there are some cases where you can defend it. Um, like, what was it, where he he missed two attacks on a Rattatasker in um, one of the previous games this week. Um, but we can defend that because he used his ult, the Rattatasker dodged it. And yeah. then he came through the portal and he had a split second to make his attack. And he just put it so that Rattatasker was in the middle of the unstable vortex. And that's just unfortunate. But yeah. when you're in that situation, you've got to make a quick call. And it was just off the mark. But... Mm. I don't think he's playing as well as we've seen him play before. Yeah. Um, and like you said, in, in the case of him versus MLC, I think he's gonna, he's he's not gonna have as easier time as he has in previous ones. But I, I think Aquarius has been playing quite well in solo, and uh, Xenotronics has been playing relatively well as a hunter. And I think in the Wowie versus Xenotronics fight, I think Xenotronics is probably gonna pull it. I think it's incredibly even that matchup, but I believe in Wowie. Okay. Uh, and I, I also like Shadow Q, but that's yeah. just Shadow. No, Shadow Q's. Shadow Robin's a good support as well, but I think I think where it comes down to it, I think if I had to choose it going slightly in one one team's favor, I would choose Noble. Hmm. Uh, but I think in general, I think the teams are relatively even. 
Um, so I don't want to properly choose who I think is going to win. Fair enough. That's uh... <laughs> I mean, that's so. pretty much what you're doing here. So that's the prediction for Flashpoint versus Noble. Saw versus Enemy, and instead of us having one person going for a split and the other person going for a definitive answer, we've just gone the exact opposite ends here. Yeah, man. I believe Saw are going to win. Dark Eye oh. believes Enemy. I believe Enemy. Okay. Yeah. Let's go through this. Okay. Uh, so, let's start with the let's start with the Hunter matchup. Panda yeah. Cat versus Bishium in the ADC position. Mm. I honestly think Bishium is a thousand times better. I I agree with you on that one. I think um, Bishium is a he's a he's a world class ADC in my opinion. Yeah. He's a really good ADC. Um. But I, I think when it comes in, if we combine the dual lane into one one entity, mm-hmm. uh, which I know doesn't happen very much in this in uh, in this split or in this season, mm-hmm. um, I think that Pain D Beyond is in a whole other world to Jigs. Pain is definitely one of the premier support players out there in. North America, in fact, even in the world. Hmm. You have a look at who's on the support for the sports of the starting rosters in the North American SBL. And Payne, Jeff Hindler, and Aurora are definitely as, as the top three. Oh, yeah. Those, those three are some best scary good, those three players. And, and they've got they've got those minds. Like, I think when it comes down to tactics, Payne has a, 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 an amazing mind for tactics. And strategies. He knows what he wants to do. He knows what his team wants, what he wants his team to do, and he's very good at getting that across to his players. And I th- and I think that Payne really does have like a very similar playstyle to Jeff mm. uh, in terms of the way he goes out and about the game and be uh, is that leader, that voice for the team. Yeah. The difference between him and Jeff, though, is the fact that Jeff has had the same ADC since three years ago, and he hasn't yeah. looked back, but. Payne hasn't found that consistent ADC yet. No. No. And he's been with Panicat last split and he's now going to stick with Panicat this split, so mm-hmm. this could be the beginning of a similar hunter support relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. The hunter and his support. So but... I I can see it being a good matchup with Payne to be on there, but mm-hmm. the ADC's is just Bishim all the way to me. Okay. Mid lane, Chaos D and Insta. Yeah. This is where I believe enemy have their strongest foothold in the game. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I mean, Andinster is a good player, um, but he's he's only recently made his move into mid, hasn't he? Yeah. So I think Chaos kind of has it in this. He's got his grounding. He's got he knows he knows his matchups. I'm pretty I'm not, I'm not going to deny. It. I'm pretty sure I think uh, Andinster has his knowledge of the matchups, but I think Chaos has that practice. Um, and I think that's what's going to swing it in the mid lane. Hmm. So. I mean, they play, they've only played one set so far at the time of recording. Uh, when this comes out, I believe they'll be just about starting up their second... They'll be starting up their second set. I um, think so, yeah. So both, yeah, both teams so far have only had one match. Uh, one yeah. set. Um, Saw got uh, 0-2 in that. They got 2-0'd. But enemy 2-0'd mm-hmm. their opponent. Um, and that has partly coloured 
why why I'm going for for enemy in this because mm-hmm. en- enemy have that um, enemy have that sta- status at the moment, don't they? They've won their match. Who did they play? Yeah. They played against Noble. Um, and who was it that Saw played against? I'm trying to find. Oh, Saw went up against Eager. Okay, so Saw went up against a pretty strong opponent. Uh, enemy didn't go as I, do, I don't want to sound insulting to Noble, um, but they, they, I think if Enemy had a stronger opponent, they would have had a slightly bigger issue. Like if they're up against LG, which I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I'm looking forward to seeing Energy versus not Energy, uh, Enemy versus LG. That's going to be a good match, I think. Mm. But, um, but I think based on those, I, I mean, after today's matches. I think that's probably going to affect how I go. So, Eager versus Enemy. So, Enemy are playing who beat Saw, and Saw are playing against LG. So, I think based on those matches will decide whether I change my mind. But at this point in time, I still think Enemy have a stronger, strong, slightly stronger position. All right. Um... Let's just uh, move on from the predictions. Again, they're going to come out on Twitter later. Uh, Down on to the Face It drama as our final talking point of the week. Do you want to take us through them? Okay, so Face It, as you all are well aware, are the running the the tournament organizers of the Combine, the tier below uh, the championship circuit, which is an open invite, open bracket uh, to accumulate points over the course of a few weeks to then relegate with the bottom two Challenge Cup teams. Pretty standard stuff. Um, there has been some drama with them recently. Uh, there has been past drama with them as well, which we probably won't have time to get into on this show. But the main drama from last week was that last night there was the EU, EU Combine. And the tournament started off. Everybody was happy for it to go ahead and play away. 30 minutes into the tournament, i.e. when players were just about finishing up their first game, uh, they found out that the brackets were wrong. I basically found out the brackets were wrong, and the seeding was fucked up. And they tried to look for internal issues, uh, internal ways to fix it without really stopping the tournament or causing it to be reset. Three hours after the tournament starts, they then have to reset the bracket, and eventually after barely any communication with the playmates at all, the tournament gets cancelled altogether. Hmm. That's not good, is it? Really? No. Um, if I mean, if, if you know fairly early on that something's wrong, surely you you, you pause the stuff? Like, don't fully outright cancel it, because you can still probably come up with something, but actually letting it go for that long just it just seems unprofessional. That's, so my, that's, it, my, that's my opinion, you know? Yeah. It, they, there needs to have been more communication between uh, FaceIt themselves and uh, the player base. Because everybody on Twitter was going off like, why is the bracket stopped? Or why has this been cancelled? Um, there wasn't anything coming up from FaceIt themselves. Uh, it was mostly contact and most of the um, people who were going wrong are um, trying to find well sorry the most yeah if I could recollect my thoughts <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> uh, so the main point of contact for the players and face it wasn't face it themselves it was an employee of theirs in chaotic there we yeah. go yeah, Chaosic uh, used to be high res, didn't he? So Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't really the official point of contact, but it was close enough. Yeah. And for that and the fact that they didn't have um a way in, it's no, it, it there needs there needs to have been more communication. Yeah, a lot more. Um I think was it was it Snakeskin? Snakeskin was on Twitter yeah. complaining about how the entire situation went. And apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, um, him and I think a couple others messaged the admins. They tried to message some of admins, and they mm-hmm. could only get through to Chaostic. Chaostic was the only one that replied. So yeah, so he was the the front of it, wasn't he? Hmm. Um, and he's been getting a bit of stick for it, especially on a Smite subreddit. I mean, he's been doing his job trying to defend it, but I I don't know. It's hmm. not a good situation in general, but. They tried to make the best of a bad situation, and it just didn't work yeah. out. It didn't work out at all. Um, but I, like I said, in my opinion, the moment something like that comes up, you send a message out to all the players saying, um, we've spotted this is wrong, we're working on figuring it out. If you could hold up for a, for a little bit while we just try and come up with a solution, um, and then we'll get back to you as soon as we can. I think that you get more respect for, Rather yeah. than having everyone play all the games, <laughs> or having a lot of people play some games, uh, and then go, oh, by the way, uh, we're restarting everything, and then the people that played their matches, of course, they're not going to be happy about it. No, they're going to be, of course, they're going to be pissed because they're like, oh, so we just played all these matches for nothing, you know? So, but yeah, that's wouldn't happen with EGL. <laughs> It wouldn't. Oh, I, I wish EG, I, we need to sort out EG. EG needs to get sorted again. Yeah. But they are still doing tournaments, aren't they, EGL? Uh, yeah, they're still doing weekly just, Wednesday tournaments. It's just but... difficult to get casting going for it at the moment. Yeah, there's just no production yeah. for it. The, the big issue here, for those, for those of you that are wanting to get into casting in any way, shape, or form, um, there's a kind of a side to casting, especially for... Um, casting for organizations like I, I, I guess we could say professional casting really can't you yeah. um, there's a side to it that a lot of people don't realize exists and that's production um, so they're the ones that make sure that the overlays are all displaying correctly they're the ones that make sure that um, you, when you've got a custom god select screen they're the ones that put it up they're the ones that make sure that everything is going correctly they'll it's slightly different for high res and normal production because high res have production going and the casters will react to where production goes. Whereas in our sort of casting, it's more the production will follow where the casters go. It's a, it's a bit of a jump, but hmm. but a lot of people who want to go into casting don't want to be production, which means there's a ton of casting personalities, but there are very few production members. And AJ and I have both been on production side and casting side. Um, and we can do both, but I think both of us agree that we prefer to do the actual casting. Yeah. Um, and I think a fair few people who have viewed our casts agree that they want to do... They want to hear our casting. Right? I'm, I'm probably blowing my like trumpet here. But... No, if, if, you, if you're simply just focused on casting, mm. then you have a better performance. But if you're also... 
worrying about if your camera angle looks good, if the mm. UI in your camera looks good, if the audio is working, if this and the other is working, yeah. then you get this other mindset which can detract from the cast it, as well. It's, it's difficult to cast when you're trying to cast and make sure that you're doing the camera work properly. Yeah. So having someone in the back... So, like, something that we tried to do when we were on production is we wouldn't be casting that week. Hmm. But the difficulty we're having in EGL at the moment is we've got three or four casters, but no production... <laughs> And the person we usually have in production is PCs in pieces. So yeah. it's, it's kind of difficult to get that spot. So if you do want to get into casting, um, but you don't think that, I don't know, you don't think you've got the voice for it and you still want to get into that sort of thing, production is a very good way to go. And you will get a lot of respect from the casters and the actual organizations because finding production is remarkably difficult. So yeah. I know I've jumped off from Face It here and I've gone talking about general casting, but don't let... If, if you really want to get into that sort of thing, don't put production as, I, I'm never going to do it. Because some people are actually really good at production. So, hmm. Like Zyodin, who now works for Hi-Rez. He's, he's a good caster, um, but production, his production is amazing. He's really good at camera work. So, does, he right, work for well, Hi- does he work for Hi-Rez now still? Uh, Peckies, yeah. Is, it, is that who Peckies is? Peckies is Zyodin? No. Sorry, oh. Peckies. Peckies was also another person who did that sort oh, of thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zayden, I believe he still works for Harris. You don't hear. You don't hear about production anymore, do you? No. You just know there are certain people who work in production. You just never hear anything yeah. from them. But, uh, yeah. Zayden was one of the people who went from EGL to Harris mm. uh, along with Hindu. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. EGL, European Gaming League, and he's American. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, then be the breaks. Then be the breaks. But I yeah. believe that's the show. That is. That is. Yeah. So I think we've got a relatively short show this week. Um, mm. That's probably because there's not a ton that's happened. We've got a couple things coming out in the patch, but in terms of big changes, there's nothing huge. So yeah. we're going to give you a short one this week. Actually, there is one thing that we haven't mentioned, and it's something that people may want to. Um, pay attention to in the 4.3 patch and that is the new anti-cheat system that's coming out mm-hmm. um, if you are using unsigned third party drivers on your mouse or keyboard or whatever be careful um, it's it's a bit a bit of a, a dodgy situation um, there are plenty of comments on the smite subreddit go check it out they are discussing the easy anti-cheat which is coming in um, but I don't think as much like I say I've not actually personally encountered it but I just say that I personally don't like things like that because it affects those of us who play over those that want to cheat um, so bear that in mind, be careful with what's coming in. don't have anything stupid running in the background just just make, just be careful when the patch comes um, but otherwise other than that I think that's us done uh, so thank you all for listening to the Pantheon Podcast. If you do want to suggest things to us or want to know what uh, want us to you know ask you questions and stuff, go follow the Pantheon Podcast Twitter at Pantheon Podcast. Um, we will be retweeting a load of stuff for it as well. So go check it out. Um, yeah, my name's been Darko Free. You can follow me at Darko Free on Twitter and Darko Free on Twitch. I've been the host as per usual. With me has been Alpha Jackal, uh, the production extraordinaire. But we don't need production anymore, really. Um, <laughs> and you can check him out on uh, Twitter at AlphaJackal and on Twitch at AlphaJackal1 
Uh, go check him out. He does doesn't just do smite. Neither of us just do smite, but we do a lot of smite. Um, and that'll be us. So it's goodbye from me, Dark Free. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, Alpha Chuckle. See you later.